0: Hi, welcome to Second Rate Film School. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Jake. And I'm Jacob.
0: So yeah, we've never really done this before, but um, we're going to be revisiting our last commentary of Free Birds. You know, we figure this will go up probably on or around Thanksgiving Day. Um, and all that, get a little more Thanksgiving fun in there. And also with our gimmick last time of watching only a third of the movie each, you know, we talked a little bit over trying to overlap. So there was a lot of stuff we missed in it that we can really get to discuss so now that we've all watched the movie before um i think we'll bring up stuff that we like and didn't like about the plot that we thought was weird and yeah you know, just little details like that so yeah so let's get in um
2: yeah i was really uh it's one of those things when i was watching it i thought it was just a generic by the numbers animated movie that got like pooped out by one of the studios and like probably like Two years or something like that, even though animated things normally take like four years, and that it was just generic and forgettable. But then I sat on it for a week, and I realized there's actually a lot going on in that film.
0: Yeah, I mean they really pack a lot into that hour and a half. You know, um, the whole middle part when Jake is or not Jake, um, Reggie is like going through time, and you know, like just like really fucking with history. You know, like trying to prevent the Kennedy assassination. that, that was crazy um sorry my phone's going off um you know trying to prevent the kennedy assassination they um they really did some bold stuff with that scene i thought that was really great
2: well let's talk about the kennedy assassination thing more because that was a big thing that we really we didn't get a chance to talk about in the last commentary too much but that was when the uh the old wilson turkey went back in time to try and prevent you know john f kennedy's assassination and you know,
0: which is timely for the this time of the year since it was November.
2: Yeah, and it's you know it's a fairly major part of the film, but not big enough that it warranted talking about last time.
1: So um, are you telling me the Kennedy assassination and Thanksgiving are related? I think that's what I thought they were going for. I mean they could have done a Garfield assassination. I'm not gonna joke. tell you what to think, Jake. I will let the film speak for itself. So Harvey Harvey Lee Oswald or Lee Harvey Oswald chose to assassinate JFK because of this, it fell in the same month as Thanksgiving. Do you think that was why he did it?
0: I, well, I don't know if that was specifically in real life what the implication was. I feel like that was the implication of the movie because, you know, they had the scene where JFK um, said, you know, I want... Uh, turkey, not in every pot, in a car in every garage, which is weird because, you know, Kennedy didn't even say the chicken in every pot, car in every garage. They're really fucking with history. I don't know if that was supposed to be another subtle thing that um, they had changed history beforehand. I don't know. Maybe. But I think that's what they were going with. They tried linking it in the movie, at least. I don't think in real life that was linked.
1: Well, thank you for that explanation, was. Yeah. You really clarified things for me. Yeah,
0: but I mean, well, Jake, what... You know, what part of the movie did you really want to talk about?
1: Well, everything. What's there not to talk about?
2: You know what? There's a big theme of conformity that I think we really overlooked last time (laughs) we, we watched it. You know, we were looking at the animation and how every character looked exactly the same. Like a boring, generic, animated cartoon that went through 50 committees to probably approve its design. But in reality... I think it's saying something about what happens when we lose our individuality. You turn into a homogenized DreamWorks art style copy and you end up just becoming
1: another, you know, turkey for the slaughter. Are, I mean, you, Inder- saying this fil- Are you saying this film was a Trojan horse for that message, Jacob? I'm saying that that's not subtext. That was the text. Mm. That was right there
2: in the movie. Um,. Yeah, that was, a, that was an element that we, we severely overlooked. And I frankly feel we owe an apology to our audience. So yep. um, who watches the show again?
0: Um, 35 people, I'm counting at least.
2: What are, what are their names?
0: My mom's account, my dad's account. I think one of you is actually subscribed. Then like 35 bots I paid.
2: Okay. So basically what you're saying
0: is that you shame shamed the family. I have. I am deeply sorry. My family has cut me off because of our Free Birds commentary. I haven't even put it up yet. They haven't even heard it, but they just have a bad feeling about it. You're not
2: invited to Thanksgiving dinner. Is that what you're saying here?
0: Oh, shit, I'm not.
2: <sighs> well, you know, I think after watching Free Birds, we can officially say that we've moved beyond the concept of the traditional Thanksgiving dinner. And that is because... The film makes a subtle but damning indictment of the traditional Thanksgiving. The scene where everybody just started eating pizza for Thanksgiving. You can't see my face right now. At least I don't think you'll be able to see my face because it depends on if Wasp makes this a video or not. But there's, there's a lot there.
0: I'm actually choking up a little bit thinking about it. I mean, it was really beautiful, Norman Rockwell esque. Um, and well, I think is...
2: the point is, we need to get rid of traditional, like traditional American sort of things, like the turkey dinner. And we need to replace it with like more commercial sort of stuff, like traditions, like eating Chuck box E. Cheese pizza, pizza. You know? Yeah. Was there like Chuck E. Cheese? Yeah. That was. Um, that was actually in the movie
0: yeah that was the, i guess their one major sponsor which that's pretty brilliant blatantly putting something like Chuck E. cheese pizza which apparently you can order i did not know that prior to the pandemic but that is all i've been eating for the past three months morning noon and night is Chuck E. cheese pizza it's actually crazy because the driver who delivers it is dressed like chucky it's crazy i don't know how he drives
2: that's what really set this film apart it's like Things like that; those are those are the kind of risks that you don't see in your traditional animated film. Like Disney, Disney's never gonna, you know, go and actually put product placement for Chuck E. Cheese's in one of their animated films. You're not gonna see that in like Frozen Two or something. That's because Free has the vision to see that sort of thing. They well, dare to have that vision.
1: Well, I would say the only Disney movie that comes close to Freebirds is Wreck-It Ralph Two. Yeah.
2: Wreck-It Ralph 2
1: did not push it nearly far enough, though. Well, Jacob, I I just quite simply disagree. Having watched Wreck-It Ralph 2 several times in the theater before the pandemic hit, I think it came out two years ago. I
0: think the Masterpiece Emoji movie handled it very well. You know, what kid doesn't want to hear jokes about Dropbox? I mean, that is the perfect height of comedy. And having Sir Patrick Stewart playing a pile of shit... I mean, it could be a metaphor for Picard. I don't know. But I think, it's, um, I think it's a very bold choice, and that's the height of comedy. More movies need to be like the Emoji movie. I, for one, look forward to the Jake, 15 sequels. What movie is he talking about?
1: I think it's a movie about emotions.
0: The emotional
1: movie? Or something about the Napoleonic Wars. I'm talking about um, Sophie's Choice. Oh, you know, I just watched that a few months ago. Oh, really? Yeah, not as good as Freebirds. Well, I mean... So that's the guy from Mer- Ghostbusters 2, I standard.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, Meryl Streep,
1: I mean, I... It's too bad she passed on Free Birds and did Sophie's Choice instead. It is too bad that she passed away before she could do Freebirds, I agree. Yes. Well, I, I will say, going back to Jacob's point about Free um I'm surprised... Because I, I think, Jacob, you made the note that there aren't that many Thanksgiving-themed movies... So I'm just surprised after this came out, there none of them got made afterwards. So in a way, that maybe Free Birds was a a real pioneering film, you could say, in terms of just doing a strictly Thanksgiving theme movie. But I'm just shocked it never caught on. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can come up with a Thanksgiving theme movie, or we could come up with a sequel to Free Birds. What would you do with a sequel to Free Birds?
2: Well, first, are you saying that? Would you say in twelve years when? Thanksgiving movies are just deluging the movie theaters that are no longer open, will we be looking back at Freebirds and saying, this was the one, this is the one
1: that pioneered it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we'd forget something like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like trying to forget, you know, the original Star Wars impact on cinema. You just can't. There will be documentaries and fan um, groups about this movie as we move on in time. There'll be free birdies instead of Trekkies. We'll
2: be talking about the toxic free bird fandom. The ones that didn't really get what it was talking about.
0: Really, again, just wrapping back with the, again, no Thanksgiving movies. I mean, really, other than that that like little indie movie, Planes, Trains, and um, Scooters, I think, was the third part. I can't remember. Starring John Hersheybar and um, Joe Pesci. Yeah, it was a great movie. And, you know, it was very ahead of its time, like, when they're doing, like, bluish and hellish reds coming across the screen, like, almost like your DVD player is fucked up being plugged into the TV. But it wasn't. That's just how they shot it. They were, like, really ahead of their time. And John Hughes was clearly on a ton of blow while writing that movie, I think. Do you think he would have written Freebirds? Oh, 100%. He wrote Baby's Day Out, which is the Academy Award-winning, highest-grossing movie in the 90s. He would have written Sophie's Choice, though. I Sophie's think so. Choice,
2: written by John Hughes, starring Anthony Michael Hall.
0: <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall as Sophie and um, Molly Ringwald in the um, Peter McNichols part.
1: Actually, I could see Anthony Michael Hall as the main character in that movie. He, he would kind of fit. Am I the only one who's seen Sophie's Choice?
0: But no, I, yeah, I haven't seen all of Sophie's Choice, um, Yeah, I mean, it's become a pretty iconic, you know, movie, just like, you know, it's a real Sophie's Choice moment, you know, almost as iconic as Freebirds. You know, I think um, Freebirds is just a little bit beyond the grasp of Sophie's Choice. Like, I think a few people have heard of it. It's pretty niche, but Freebirds, I mean, it's the cultural touchstone of the generation. Yeah. Reggie has become a very popular baby name since this has come out number one name for boys in America now and girls it's crazy hmm. was there a character named
2: Reggie? I mean yes, <laughs> that's right, Reggie uh, but no, bring though back is, yeah please Andrew, please refer to the characters by
1: their proper name, the Owen Wilson Turkey and the woody Harrelson turkey what well, well, Owen Wilson, I thought was so convincing I thought he was playing he's voicing his brother Luke Wilson. that's how I thought convincing I thought Owen Wilson was.
0: See, and I was confusing them for their grandfather, Woodrow. Yeah, they're all very similar in that family.
1: Yeah,
2: ultimately, you take Owen Wilson, you take Luke Wilson, and you take Woodrow Wilson. And it's just a plethora of layers that were piled onto the character of Owen Wilson Turkey. And really, that's what it was all about.
0: Families. Family.
1: Of Wilson, I...
0: Well, that's something like i don't know how to do the plural of my own last name is it one was or two wasses i don't know so is it one wilson or two wilson's
2: well the problem with spelling it like the first way that you did with the uh just was with the just the s and like the apostrophe at the end is much like the turkeys and free birds you're just going to get something that looks exactly the same and so it's like why make it plural in the
0: first place True. This is bullshit, by the way. Zoom says I need to upgrade by I already upgraded. You <laughs> gotta upgrade again, I guess. So what we need to do, what
2: you're saying, is we need to go back in time to the moment when you upgraded and make sure that you really did upgrade it. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to unpack the final line of Freebirds as well. Now, uh, Jake, can you remind us what the final line was? Fuck. It's close, um, but it was actually a line from George Takei, so he was, he, he said something that was a reference to his real, per, his real life persona, and it's very quick at the end, so you might not notice it amongst everything going on, but as the time machine is going off at the end and they're celebrating, you hear George Takei say, William Shatner, I will never forgive you for how you acted on the set of Star Trek, the original series. And at the time, I was a little confused because I was like, what does that have to do with the movie that doesn't, you know, doesn't have anything to do with Freebirds? But then I thought about it and I realized, you know, there's a lot to unpack there. And that's sort of like, I guess, to quote, like, um, or not to quote, but sort of to draw a connection to something like Maidstone by Norman Mailer. It's taking the film and bringing it into the reality that the audience inhibits. And that's what that final line does. And it's its way of saying, these birds may be free, but your freedom is not a bird to be taken for granted.
0: it
1: makes me wish Rip Torn did this movie.
0: Well, I mean, his, we know he was never going to top his um, hit movie, Eulogy, so I mean, it would have been tough for him to do. Click the like and subscribe button if you want to see us talk about Eulogy. Three times in a row. Four. Bring it on. It's going to be four. Even though <laughs> I saw that movie once and I think I slept through it. I don't know. All I know is for the plot of Free Birds 2, I think now we should try and pitch this. So if you're listening to Pure Flicks, um, this is what you do for Free Birds 2. So I think it opens up back in the Plymouth Colony. Um, Owen Wilson and um, Amy Poehler are living together. You know, and they've been banging because you see a bunch of little turkettes or whatever the fuck baby turkeys are called. And all of a sudden, Jake comes back in the time machine and he has the president's head in like his hand. And he's like, they went back on the deal, man. There's no pizza for everyone now. We're in the middle of a holy war now. Me and the golden doorknob and the great turkey, we're now having a holy war. and We need your help. And it's the great turkey crusade. And they're just going through time. Killing different versions of world leaders. I and you know what we because we talked a little bit about this before we we
2: had this discussion just to collect our thoughts so we weren't just making this all up like in the moment. And another thing we discussed was there should be a little side plot where during one of the time travel scenes, um, the Woody Harrelson turkey is doing an experiment involving electromagnetic reduction of. The weight of objects and they accidentally discovered the A to B time loop side effect. So when objects are left in a weight reducing field and they exhibit temporal anomalies proceeding normally you know from the first time when the field is activated to the second time when the field that the Woody Harrelson turkey was powered off then backwards from that second point to the first point in a continuous repeating sequence such as like objects can leave the field in the present or at some previous point and then as a result of that the Woody Harrelson turkey has to refine that proof of concept and build a stable time apparatus um, known as the George Decay box. And it, this one's sized to accommodate like a turkey. So it's a little, you know, a little smaller than the first one that we saw. And then he uses that to travel six hours back in time to his own past to when he found the uh, turducken, which was, you know, the, the post credit scene of the previous film. And So he goes and sits incommunicado inside the tree before it burns down so as not to interact or interfere with the outside world, after which the original Woody Harrelson from Cheers shows up and enters the box. And so they wait there for six hours, which thus brings them back in time six hours per the quantum mechanics that we previously established, which causes the Cheers Woody Harrelson to become the future Woody Harrelson, as seen in Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. And then that one travels across the Pilgrim's Town, where he explains the proceedings to the Owen Wilson uh, turkey, who is now Luke Wilson, because that is the past version of that turkey, and brings him back to the self-storage facility housing the box. At the end of the overlap time span, then, we're gonna see the original Woody Harrelson enter the box, which causes him to cease to exist. Which means that Free Birds 2 would never have been made. But in Free Birds 3, and now this is where you gotta sell in because it's gonna get a little complicated. Free Birds 3, you're gonna see the past Woody Harrelson turkeys does a six-hour experiment multiple times over multiple Thanksgivings. Making profitable same day stock trades, armed with the foreknowledge of the market's performance that he has manipulated time to make it so pizza is a cherished Thanksgiving treat, that it is the dinner of Thanksgiving. Armed with this knowledge, he becomes a multi billionaire. But the duo's divergent personalities. You got the younger Woody Harrelson who has his hair, but then you got the older Woody Harrelson who is wearing a Ronald McDonald wig from carnage uh, causes puts a subtle strain on their collaboration and friendship this is complicated by the fact that the time travel is actually pretty taxing on those turkeys bodies and they're slowly shrinking and starting to become more like the homogenized turkeys that we had previously seen in the uh the first free birds so they're starting to look the same and they're realizing we are accidentally contradicting the themes of our previous film They, they, we are becoming, we are conforming to what a turkey was not meant to be. Um, And then they realize, as a result of this, their days are actually becoming 36 hours long because they're adding this extra time on with the George Takei box, who's too busy angrily tweeting about William Shatner to try and inform them of the paradox that they're creating. And so as a result of this, it's sort of a uh, it's a triptych of incompetence, and they only slowly start to notice the alarming side effects of time travel that take place throughout the duration of Free Birds 3. Um, and this is culminated when they notice their handwriting getting progressively worse as well. Are you guys following this so far? Oh, yeah. yeah. Eventually, you know, the tension between the past Woody Harrelson... And the future Woody Harrelson comes to head after a late night encounter with um, the Amy Polar turkey who appears inexplicably like unshaven and exists within her original, original timeline self. So the original timeline would have been before she met Owen Wilson and she continued to exist without ever meeting him. And this causes a time paradox where Owen Wilson never achieved that fulfillment that he was looking for. However, then none of this happens because movie theaters are going to close down and they won't ever be able to release Freebirds 3 in movie theaters. Nor will they be able to because Freebirds 2 didn't exist. So ultimately, this ends where all we are left with is Freebirds 1. And that was the plot of the Freebirds trilogy.
0: I have to say, side note cutting that, did you have that all written down, or were you just, like, free-flowing on that? I was telling you what happened in the movie. Alright. We all watched this. Alright.
1: <laughs> well, to quote Henry Jones, Sr., well done. Was that, was that part of the plot to Timeline? I just, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. We watched
2: these before they were erased from the timeline by the coronavirus.
0: Much like yeah. Freebirds 4, where. Well, oh, no, you...
2: Freebirds 4 got erased from the timeline. Oh, shit, we didn't. No, don't, don't you remember the part where the past Woody Harrelson accidentally erased Free birds 2? Vaguely. Because that means Freebirds 3 couldn't exist. So Freebirds 4 ceased to exist.
0: What <laughs> about Freebirds 7? Can that exist?
2: Freebird 7, though, that one won Best Animated Picture.
0: Yeah, so that was the one and where... you know what?
2: It was about time. Yeah. Talk about continuous Oscar snub.
0: Well, you yeah, know, that was the one where it was actually pretty bold because it had nothing to do with the first um six Freebirds or just the one Freebird, um, depending on which timeline we're in. You know, and it was pretty inventive just to do an all-turkey um, remake of 12 Angry Men. Like, that was pretty interesting because they're really trying to free the bird. And it was very impressive that they were able to digitally recreate um, Henry Fonda's speech to have him come back as the main juror Turkey again. It was pretty impressive, and I think um, a true legacy to classic Hollywood. Bring them all back as turkeys.
1: Well, I think the seventh Free Birds movie would just be called Free Birds, not Free Birds Seven.
2: It'd be called Free Bird.
0: Oh. Too, fa- too free two birdiest. I'll cut that
1: one out i thought it was kind of funny <laughs>
0: i got the reference yes well that's the thing with sequel titles you can see like hollywood has become homogenous with just continuous like trying to dumb down the names to make people not think it's a sequel and so it's like how there's been three different halloweens even though the most recent halloween is a sequel to the original halloween so if you're going in timeline it's just halloween and halloween So you know what? I think Freebirds deserves that treatment as well because if John Carpenter chain-smoking away gets to have confusing titles in his movies, why not Owen Wilson Bird? And certainly Woody Harrelson Bird, especially since his father murdered those guys. Gotta hope Woody Harrelson doesn't murder
1: me now. I mean, he's one of our subscribers.
0: Oh, no. So there's a pretty good chance. Now I gotta take a screenshot of him subscribing can totally not photoshop one to do that he, he listened to this on his way to the bank <laughs> gotta go cash my 2012 paycheck now it's been a while hey,
2: i like very fortunately wrapped up filming the new venom movie before lockdown
1: he i got paid and i left before the shit hit the fan <laughs>
0: Oh, Woody Harrelson, please don't murder me. Um, so speaking of Woody Harrelson, you know who should be in the next Free Birds movie? Kelsey Grammer, his co-star from Cheers. Just saying, I think that would be interesting. Just slowly get all the um, Cheers co-stars, except for Kiersey Alley, because I'm sure I'm um, voicing a talking turkey is probably against Scientology somewhere. And you know, just get them all in there. Um,
2: I could actually totally see him appearing in a Freebirds sequel.
0: I mean, if he appeared in Money Plane, why not this? Should Money Plane be our next commentary?
1: No. I think he would just end up just being Frasier, pretty I much. I think Transformers 4, the
2: next commentary, if we want to do a Kelsey Grammer movie. Oh. I feel like there's like a lot to be said about that one. Oh, God,
1: I, 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 I guess movie. there is. I
2: guess there is. I think my favorite... I, I think, Jake, you pointed this out, actually, is when we were watching Transformers 4 that one time. That's the shot of Kelsey Grammer talking to... Uh, the what's the lockdown remember yeah uh-huh.
1: yeah
2: and I, we're just sitting there and you're just like i'm watching kelsey Grammer talk into the void right now the <laughs> camera's just like spinning around him and he just looks like aggravated and he's like saying this lofty dialogue but it's not really that lofty he's like there's a saying on the planet i come from the enemy of my enemy is my friend and he's like you just know he's talking to like a pa holding a tennis ball or something like that on a stick so you know what
0: <laughs> went from the highest paid actor in television to this
2: i kind of enjoy transformers 4 i i find it i think there are some parts that are actually solid and then there's some parts that are just downright fascinating
0: is um, is that one of the ones you tricked me into watching probably have you tricked yeah. me into watching all of the sequels now I think? actually i think that's
2: the only one we it, haven't gotten you to watch
0: no
1: i was gonna say i think the fifth one was the one we tricked you
0: into you, oh, ke- you, you kept so we, tricking uh, me into like a few. Oh, yeah, no, you only tricked me into one of them. You forced me to watch the other ones. We
2: like, we told, we told Boss that it was a different movie. And then I had it like zoomed in so you couldn't see the title. And then we just started playing it. And we waited to see how long it would take for him to realize that it wasn't, uh, that it wasn't Freebirds.
0: Yeah. Well, and he, Jacob actually gaslit me because he's like, oh, yeah, remember that movie from like, we both worked um, briefly for Mandeville um, back at- in turn interned for mandeville um in college and so this is like probably like three years after the fact he's like hey you remember that script we both read and he like just started describing his script that like <laughs> i forgot about this like, he started describing a script that <laughs> i'm positive was not real but it like was so generic enough i'm like i feel like i read a script like that because i had like another screen uh, script reading um internships so like and around that time so i was reading a lot of scripts i'm like it, it was believable enough i'm like I vaguely remember reading it. I was like, oh yeah, they made it. But then I'm like really confused, like, wait, why the Paramount logo is coming up? Because they're not associated with Paramount. So I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And then when I saw, like, that was the one with Merlin in it, played by Mark Strong. And I'm like, and then there's the dragon that's like clearly... It's actually Stanley Tucci. It's Stanley Tucci. Um, and I'm like, then there's like the flying, like, Transformers dragon. I'm like, oh, fuck. You got me to watch another Transformers movie.
1: First time I, we forced you. The second time we tricked you. The next time will be blackmail <laughs> i will say transformers 4
2: also was probably the greatest theatrical experience i've ever had in my entire life um i don't know have i ever talked about this on this on this commentary i don't thing think before? so i saw i was living in um i was living kind of in the middle of nowhere at the time and uh by myself in the middle of nowhere, because I was doing like a a seasonal job out there. This was, yeah, 2014, years back. And I went to the local movie theater to see Transformers 4, and the whole thing was just like old townies and kids. And it was like this super low-rent, low-budget movie theater. And um, I just remember they showed it on like a DVD player, and this was opening night for Transformers 4, because the DVD screensaver logo was being projected against the wall. And when they started the film, it it just suddenly the 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 screensaver stopped, and then it just started cutting immediately to the movie without any trailers. I'm like, All right, I guess there's no trailers with Transformers Four on opening day. And I'm sitting there watching it, and like everybody was talking the entire time, like just like people were pulling their phones out and talking on their phones and stuff like that. At one point, a guy pulled his phone out and was just like, "Oh hey, what's up? Yeah, I can talk." Hey, I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm in, I'm watching a movie right now. You know what it's called? It's called Transformers. You know who's in this movie? Mark Wahlberg. And it's just like, we're sitting there like watching the movie. And then at one point, someone's like shining a flashlight over my shoulder. And I'm like, "What? what, what is going on? And I turn around and it's this guy. He's like, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. I'm just looking for it. <coughs>
0: I love how the guy, like, brought a flashlight with him, too. Like, he was prepared.
2: Yeah, it was, it was like, the most insane, disruptive experience ever. But
0: Now, do you think that guy, like, that's a reoccurring problem. Like, every time he goes to the movie, he drops his phone, so now he just has the movie theater flashlight in his car. Like, he just brings <laughs> it with him just in case. And, like, there
2: were these two little kids sitting in front of me, and the movie was clearly, like, really not appropriate for them. And I just remember there's the scene where, you know, Stanley Tucci drops the F-bomb, and he's just like, Yelling at this old, like this old Chinese woman, it's just like, does someone know Chinese? Forget the fuck out of the way! And the like, this like five year old kid is there, and it's just like, ha ha! Thought it was really funny,
1: but that was my Transformers Four experience. Well, I will say Stanley Tucci did turn down the lead role in Freebirds just to bring it full circle. Wow!
0: Yeah, the biggest career mistake yeah. of his life. Well, he yeah, st- wanted- turned
2: down The Matrix. This. Stanley Tucci turned down Free Yep.
0: John Belushi turned down the role of Doctor Loomis in the original Halloween too. He turned down the role of Doctor Who. Yes. Wow. But side John note. John Belushi was, or Jim Belushi? John Belushi. Like I read, oh, like, no, because
2: then Jim Belushi took the role of Doctor Who. They gave it to him next.
0: Yeah he regenerated like from that like there actually was no jim belushi originally like as john belushi was dying from that sp- eight all in have... the magic castle he just transformed into jim belushi you can only have 14 regenerations of the Belushis. um but now i was reading about like all the cast like potentials for um dr loomis in the original halloween and like the two that stick out to me were mel brooks which okay maybe he could have been like brian cranston like this could have been the the no- noted funny man could have done a serious um, role i can't imagine he would have done all like 55 halloween sequels like donald Pleasants did <laughs> but then john i don't belushi think john would... belushi would have either yeah because he would have been dead but i just can't imagine john belushi not because i couldn't see him doing a serious performance but because that timeline makes zero sense he's like Oh, well, I've, he's been my patient for 16 years. It's like, you're like in your mid-twenties. What are you, fucking Doogie Howser? Like, I want to see that movie. Like, 12-year-old John Belushi in medical school. And then meeting Michael Byers, like, Hi, Michael, I'm your new doctor because I'm five minutes older than you are.
1: He just ended up fucking with young Michael. He would just make fun of him and pull the chair out from under him.
0: He would try and cheer him up by, like, smashing the bottle over his head like an animal house.
1: But that's a shame about John Belushi, not doing Freebirds.
0: Yeah. He,
1: if he was alive, he would have done
0: Freebirds. Oh, definitely.
2: I mean, that's a solid reason to turn it down, I suppose. But Freebirds 8, though, with John Hurt, that's going to be one to keep an eye on. Anyway, let's talk about To Boldly Flea. You remember the scene where... Oh, no. Wait, I don't remember any scenes from that movie.
0: What you can't, on. you can't pick any of the scenes from three and a half hours of that movie. That movie's almost as long as Gone weird with contradiction
2: the Wind. With there were many scenes to remember, but I can't really remember much that happened
0: in to... it. Yeah. So Jake, which would you rather do a commentary for? Gone with the Wind or to Boldly Flee. We're doing due- mm-hmm. that's the next one we do, whichever one you pick. It's one of those. Talk about talk about a Sophie's choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Then, then to boldly flee.
0: There we go. That's the next one. We're coming for you, Doug
2: Walker. If we do to boldly flee, <laughs> Jake, don't watch it in advance. We're just going to like, we will be the authorities that have watched it before and then Jake, you can be
1: the one that has to sit down and cold watch it. So we're going to do a commentary and I, and that's the first time I watch it when we're doing yeah, the commentary? Yeah. yeah. No, we would we would not make you watch it
2: twice.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> um, there's a lot to unpack. I mean, it's a great movie. Like, I think it's... Yeah, this is, it's beautiful. I mean, who doesn't want to see a bunch of C-list um, internet celebrities tell, like, jokes from, like, movies, like, completely ripped off? Like, who doesn't want to see, instead of, like, great acting, doing the, you know, Darth Plagueis story from um, episode three, just seeing, you know, um, fuck, which Walker is it? Rob Walker? Yeah, like, who who would want to see him instead of, um, fuck, who plays the Emperor Ian McShane? What's his name? Ian McKellen. Ian, no. Oh, fuck, what's his name? Who plays the Emperor? Ian McDonald.
1: Ian McDermott.
0: God Dermot. damn it, Jacob. Dermot who who would who would want to see Dermot Mulroney's portrayal as the Emperor, but instead watch Rob Walker. I mean, Rob Walker clearly does better than that.
1: If Dermot Mulroney played the Emperor, that is one charm. For her. I think Luke would have nice went to the dark thing. side. It's it's one of those movies
2: that it's not so much what's happening in the movie that you take stuff away from so much as the fact that the movie is happening that you take something away from.
0: And my example, that's not like, Jake, to give you perspective, that's not a joke. They literally line for line recreate the Darth Plagueis scene with no added jokes. Like the joke is, hey, remember this was done in a movie by much better actors than we are? We're doing that here.
1: And to boldly flee, they recreate the Darth Plagueis scene.
0: Yeah, like line for line. Like yeah, Rob Walker you. is. No, I'm dead serious. I'll send you the cl- a clip of it if I can find it. But oh, like... to
1: boldly flee. I thought you meant that that one movie about those people going to Disney World in black and white that's supposed to be terrible. I thought that's what we we're talking about.
0: Oh no, both no, are bad. Doug right.
2: Walker, um, you know the actor from the Batman trailer. Yes, guy, he made a movie.
1: Oh, okay, you know. Maybe we could watch Gone with the Wind instead.
0: I want to start it right now. I'm going to need a lot of batteries for my audio recorder to do that one. All right, if you're listening to this commentary, please pause your movie
2: now and switch it to Gone with the Wind. I think we're losing sight of some of the stuff that was going on in, in Free Birds*, the first movie, which is, it's like a, uh, a sandbox to dissect. And... I really I keep going back to that scene after the credits with the turducken, and I was just like this movie is just overflowing with things to say. You know when I watched it at first, I was like, oh, they just slapped together a dumb gag involving turduckens and sticking the post credits, like scene, like slot there, because they couldn't think of anything to put there, and it just has nothing to do with the plot or the characters. But really, this is just like a movie that is like filled to the brim, with vision and thoughts. And, well, you know, what it had to say about the Turducken concept, it it did not mince words. It laid it out there, said what needed to be said, boom, took you
0: out. Um, It goes to show you that Alfonso Cuarón, you know, took some pretty bold choices when he was making this movie, that, you know, he knows exactly what heartstrings to pull on and, like, what to leave you wanting more. You know, it's like, in the classic, um, the classic um, Jack Benny movie Inception, you don't know when the, if the top is gonna spin over or not. You don't know if he's still in the dream world or not.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know what it is. The free Birds, it really is like a throwback to like the pre studio system era where big movies took big risks.
0: I could have seen Ronald Reagan in this movie, to be perfectly honest. Back in the day.
2: So it would have been like a B movie from, like, the 1960s?
0: Yeah, yeah. Is, exactly.
1: I don't think that's giving enough credit to Freebirds, though, was. I feel we have differing interpretations of the text. Was do you have something you have to say? Do you have something you have to say about this movie? Something you're not telling us?
0: Well, I, I'm sorry that I thought Ronald Reagan was in some really good movies. King's Row, Bedtime for Bonzo, the 1981 presidential inauguration. That was a great movie.
1: No, no, was I don't think you like this movie as much as me and Jacob.
0: No, I I loved it. I don't I don't know why you would think that. I have my are you free sure. Bir- yeah, I got my Freebirds um, fan appreciation card in my wallet right now.
1: When was the last time you watched it? Did you prepare for this commentary?
0: I watched it this morning. After watching it last night as well, and the okay. day before.
1: All right, just checking. What Jake? when will are we rediscussing? Uh, it was Birds.
2: oh you know what I'm sorry guys I thought we were watching Free State of Jones I watched the wrong movie in preparation for this uh, I gotta take back what I said um, what, I, what I was talking about before was actually the sequel to Free State of Jones so I, I haven't seen Freebirds um, unfortunately I cannot attest to the quality of the movie but unfortunately that's where I have to leave it because I don't want to judge a movie that I haven't seen
1: I guess you got your t- time travel movies mixed up. I did.
0: Oh. Wait, this isn't the sequel to Back to the Future. No.
1: What the fuck movie did we watch? I think we made it pretty clear.
2: I think we can end it on that note. <laughs> yeah. I think we're good. Yeah, that's
0: enough. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you later, Jake. Just send me the audio.
1: <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> wow. Well, good seeing you guys, too. <laughs>
0: right, have a good night, everybody.